This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. guys we're so excited to have you here on today's show and i am so excited to introduce you guys today to matthew applican um his journey began at a really young age where he was actually trading pokemon cards and it taught him skills on how to negotiate and the importance of supply and demand he also once he got into high school started selling jan sport backpacks hair straighteners and dog tags and then that he started to get into mutual funds and learning about investing When he got into university, he started working part-time jobs and learned tons of valuable lessons at places like Chuck E. Cheese and Johnny Rockets. And then he started to get into real estate investing at the age of 19. He is the founder and owner of Millennials Choice Group of Companies, real estate, mortgage insurance, and education brand. To better benefit his clients, Matthew has earned numerous degrees, including a bachelor's in education, an honorary degree in law and society a real estate broker's license, a mortgage broker's license, a life insurance agent's license. Education and financial literacy are important to the success of Millennial's Choice and his track record exudes his professionalism, experience, and most important, his persistent care for each and every one of his clients. So let's welcome Matthew to the show. Thanks for having me, Heather. We got to shorten that. that (laughs) And I shortened it some. There was a lot on there. Thank you. But uh, I'm excited to be here. So uh, let's let's get started. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to your audience. Yeah. So let's first talk about how did you come up with the name of your company, Millennials Choice? At the beginning of 2016, I was thinking about how to really grow my business. And I was just a, a one-man operation. And so I said, do I just grow it the way that most people out here grow it, where they'll they'll create a team and the team will typically be titled after their own personal name. And I said, I don't really want to do that because I want to sell this business one day. So if I'm going to sell it, it needs to be, it needs to transcend me and and my name and things like that. So I started using a technique I learned in teacher's college where we would start with the end in mind. So the backwards approach, we started talking about who's our target audience. Who do we connect with uh, better than than most people? And that would be millennials because we're millennials. And one day I'm just, you know, flipping through the the TV and I saw a a president's choice commercial and I said, millennials choice, isn't that catchy? And so I I started looking up all the uh, website links and all the different social media handles and everything was available. And so I I just took it from there. That's awesome. Now, would you say that your niche client is millennials? So most of our clients, like I've been doing this for 11 years. So my, I got licensed when I was 19 years of age. They millennials were not my clients. Um, but at the same time, you know, in sales, you have to be able to connect with all different types of people. And so what happens usually is now we'll start talking to the millennials. They'll bring their parents with them. And then all of a sudden we're able to help their parents with something that they're interested in doing as well as the millennials. So most of the people that we're attracting now in our business are millennials. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, tell me a little bit about where are your leads coming from? So for the most part, at the beginning of our career, 95% of my leads were repeat and referrals. And the way that I went about it was I told everybody that I knew, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm focused on. 
I work with a company that has 40 years of experience, a brokerage that I was licensed with. And so they could count on me to get the job done, as well as the team that I was affiliated with. Now, what ended up happening was I was just teaching people I already knew what I was doing with my first uh, real estate investment. So I bought my first rental at 19, just before I got licensed. In Canada, we have the opportunity where you could buy pre-construction real estate and you could secure something today and it won't be ready for another four or, or five years. There's just so much backlog with our governments that it takes a while for, for a builder to develop an actual apartment building or a condominium project. So this gave me the ability to get into the market, lock in the price and not worry about getting a mortgage for another few years until I got settled into my career. So I was just teaching people to do that. And those principles 12 years ago still apply today. And so that's how it started. I was reaching out to my entire network, people I've spoken with regularly uh, or people I haven't spoken with regularly. I let them know that this is what I was doing. So that's step number one, letting your entire circle know that this is what you do. And then from there, they started, people started working with me. They started referring me business. I hopped on Instagram, started doing really well on Instagram. So I'd get a few leads from social media. And fast forward now, we have different sources that we're using to generate leads. So one of them is we do radio advertising that works phenomenally well. If you choose the right radio station that you're trying to really appeal to, to their audience. Uh, number two, we have our podcast. And this isn't in any particular order. I'm just listing them off. But we have our podcast and our YouTube channel where people are uh, seeing us as the experts in our area. So they want to reach out to us. They have different things they're trying to achieve, different goals. And our social media, those three things are, are where we generate the most leads. One thing I don't really talk about, but it, it kind of just goes without saying is that, yes, we still generate leads from our own uh, database that we've been helping throughout the years. So that's something that for me, I always saw was the real gold because You've already worked so hard to get this client to work with you and trust you. And then you finally do a deal. So they can open the door for you that otherwise you wouldn't be able to go through because they just need to go tell their circle that, hey, that's the guy that we that we recommend you working with. So I focus most of my time and energy and efforts on my own uh, database. Awesome. Let's kind of go back to where you, when you started talk there at the beginning, you said the first thing that you did was to let your sphere know what you are doing. And I think that's somewhere where a lot of people struggle with where to begin. So, and I know the agents are going to love this. You said, I hate scripts. Like I'm not a script person, but let's talk a little bit about when you're reaching out, when you were originally reaching out to your sphere to let them know about, um, you know, the, that you were investing, the, how you were doing your investment into real estate. How did you let them know without sounding too salesman? You know, people are like, well, I don't want them to, you know, think that I'm only reaching out to them to try to get their business. What does that initial contact sound like when you are trying to let them know, hey, I'm in real estate and I have some really good knowledge that might be able to help you out? Yeah, so it was pretty It was pretty straightforward for me. Like, it's all about numbers and you got to reach out to every single person, you know, even if the people you haven't spoken to in like five years, 10 years, because I remember so many people who, you know, I met through high school that I didn't speak with after high school and during my university years that ended up doing business with us. So you just never know. Uh, sometimes it's just that person is not ready to do any any business with you, but just keep that um, keep that conversation going. But the the text messages, I sent out text messages. Okay, I'm a millennial. Don't don't laugh. Yep. But it was it first started off with text messages, and what I did was 
Um, hi, Heather. It's it's Matthew. Hope all is well. Just wanted to let you know I got licensed in real estate recently and I bought my first pre-construction condo investment. And if you're interested in doing something like that, or you know somebody who'd be interested in, in doing something like that, feel free to reach out to me. And that was it. From those text messages, I got one person who bought a condo from us and we got 6% commission, which was amazing back then. And because we normally over here, we get five or four if you're lucky. So 6% was what the builder was offering. So she actually responded to what I said about, I bought my first pre-construction condo investment. And that's what she bought as well. Um, and so that's how that started. Also, uh, my cousin, I did not know, bought a pre-construction house. The house was almost ready and she had to sell her condo. So I got licensed in the end of October of 2012. And I closed my first resale deal in the first week of December. And that's how that started. I called and I asked her, I said, hey, you know, did you did you need help selling this condo or what's going on? And she said, of course, I'm going to give it to, to my cousin. One of the only times that a family member has worked with me. Yay. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> it was my first deal. And I, I'll never forget it. So number one, just, you know, letting people know, raising their awareness that this is what I do. That's what I did. Awesome. So just kind of telling them, hey, I, you know, maybe you're new to like your brokerage or or just a reminder, just, hey, just a reminder, I'm in real estate. You know, there's been so much happened within the last year and a half from really low interest rates and a really crazy market with high prices and people were having trouble getting homes to now interest rates are a little higher, but inventory, there's a little bit more. We're still seeing, you know, I still see posts of people 20 cars deep looking for houses in certain markets. Um, so just kind of reminding them. So you provided them a nugget that was maybe relatable to them. Like you purchased an investment home and maybe they're thinking, maybe I want to purchase an investment home. So sending out a text message now that just says, hey, this is Heather. Just wanted to remind you, you know, I'm in real estate. And although the market has been crazy in the last year and a half, um, there are some really great deals out there. I just got one for a client, you know, where they got 10000 in closing cost assistance. Let me know if you or someone you know might be looking to buy or sell. So something similar to that. A conversation, I'm, I'll share with you the conversation I'm having right now with my audience. And it's very simple. I, I pick up the phone. I call them. Is everything okay? Do you guys need help with anything? Uh, are you struggling to make payments? Things like that. But then most of my audience, they're, they're okay. My clients, they're okay. I haven't had anybody panic, call me or say, we got to sell or we got to do something. So then the next conversation is, these are mostly investors, is, well, what do you, when are you looking to invest next? And the typical rebuttals will come up. I'm waiting for interest rates to come down. I'm waiting for prices to come down. And what we need to be doing as a profession is we need to educate ourselves more on some of these like overlying topics about the economy and things that are impacting the real estate business because the client is going to give you the same kind of rebuttals that another person is going to give you. So you need to be able to respond, not go around, not try to dismiss like some people say, but but respond to it. So when people say, I'm waiting for interest rates to come down, well, number one, we don't know if that's going to happen. We don't have a crystal ball. Number two, and when interest rates come down, we're going to be back to that frenzy that we were in prior to February for us, February of 2022. So do you really want to be competing with 40 different buyers? We were competing with 40 different buyers on one property because we have major supply issues here. Yeah. And now you have less competition. While the mortgage rates may be high, there are still good deals available. And then the conviction that I can give them is I'm personally still closing deals like on February uh, 
16th, I just closed uh, the biggest deal of my career for my own self without any partners or anything. And it was a resale deal. I bought it in November and I closed it in February. So that conviction that other people are doing it right now, what's stopping you kind of gets them thinking, but you have to be able to like another rebuttal. They'll say, well, properties are not cash flowing right now. Well, you could still find properties that either break even or cash flow, but let's say they didn't work out the numbers with them. How much is actually being paid down in terms of their mortgage every single month that they may feel they're paying out of pocket, but it's unrealized equity. So there's different things that you need to be able to address in order to show people that over time, real estate is a good investment. It's not a get rich quick overnight sort of business. If you have a long-term mindset, that's what you need in order to succeed because you're investing into a business. And what do businesses do for the most part of the initial couple of years? They cost you money and they, they, you have to put money out of pocket. Same thing might happen with the real estate transaction. You have to put some money out of pocket initially, but that's just how the game goes sometimes. Yeah, that's really good. Um, awesome. Now, when you, how many reach outs would you say you're doing like a week or a month to your past database to try to generate new business from them, whether they're ready to, you know, maybe they bought or sold from you two or three years ago, or maybe they are giving you a referral. Yeah. So, so everybody, I touch base with all my, my database every single day. Now I don't touch base with every, the same person every single day, but I'm going through the names and the, and, and the people that I think I need to reach out to. So I'm reaching out to at least 10 people every single day in this market. And those conversations look like you want to grab a bite to eat. You want to get together. You know, is there something I can help you with? Uh, or you recently closed this deal. Is there an opportunity to lock in at a lower rate? Some, cause some of our fixed rates have come down here in Canada. They're cheaper than the uh, adjustable rate that you, that you guys refer to. We refer to it as variable rate. And so there's different opportunities where you could become more valuable to your client and you could speak to them about those different opportunities. As an example, uh, we sold 37 condo units in 2019 that just closed December of 2022. Two of them were my purchases, 35 of them were my client's purchases. And so when we closed them, everybody, for the most part, chose an adjustable rate mortgage because the penalty to break that mortgage would be a lot less than going fixed. And so now is the opportunity. Do you guys want to refinance? Because they bought them in 2019. Our market's just gone up, uh, like, like your market. And so there's still equity in there, even though the rates went up, there's still a lot of equity in those deals. So do you want to refinance? Do you want to convert it into a rental and lock in your capital gains? And you talk to them about that. So you have to be very educated on these topics. Otherwise, why would somebody want to work with you if they can work with someone else who, who is educated in these areas? And especially now more than ever, clients need us more than ever, regardless of what, you know, chat GPT and AI, which we use, but they're not, that's not meant to replace us. So it only replaces those who are, you know, not really that committed to their business, to their craft and getting better. It replaces them because they, the audience could just reach out to Google and chat GPT or YouTube and find out the answers to what they're looking for. So you guys have to, everybody has to level up their own education and their own value uh, to their clients. Awesome. And now a word from our sponsor, Canzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Canzel Realty. You can have all of the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. 
As an agent at Canzel, you'll have the ability to be on a 100% split with no yearly or monthly tech fees. You'll get access to revenue share and stock award options, top-tier leads program options, access to a local broker in every major city instead of just one for the whole state, a local circle leader to help you and your business, access to incredible national speakers and training, an unmatched suite of free technology, KV Core CRM, BrokerBuck, BrokerMint, and more. At Canzo, you get the best of both worlds. All the technology, revenue sharing, and equity awards of a national firm combined with the close-knit feel and support of a local firm. Build your real estate business your way, only at Canzel Realty. Now let's talk a little bit about social media and video. So you have a, your own YouTube channel and podcast, and I know you said you did really well on Instagram. A lot of people are, they don't like to be on video. They don't, you know, they're like, please don't put me on video. I don't want any parts of that. But really, that is a great lead generating, you know, opportunity. So tell us a little bit about how did you like get your YouTube channel up and going and and what has that, what have you seen in that as far as how it's, you know, grown your real estate business? We we started not too long ago. Um, it was a couple of years ago during COVID. We started a YouTube channel, not the podcast. The podcast was more, I think, the end of 2021. But the reason why we started it was we saw the opportunity with so many people in front of their screens because of COVID and everyone's at home and whatnot. We said, why don't we now... Uh, bring some people in or or do it virtually and interview them. And so we can provide those interviews to our audience. So like our local mayors, developers, things like that, we got them onto the show and we ended up just putting that out there and said, let's create some more content. Let's do some vlogs. Let's do some uh, lifestyle. Let's do some educational videos and, and just go and let's see where it goes. Let's Let's go from there. So that's how it started. Then I brought on some influencers that have really nothing to do with real estate, but it's just a matter of, you know, bringing on different kinds of influencers who can raise more awareness for your show and be on your platform, get their message out there. Um, and, and so that's where we're at now, where we have a lot of really cool interviews that are dropping over the next few weeks. The podcast is more local in based in Ontario. And so it's it's mostly real estate related and finance related. Uh, you'll see a lot of real estate developers there. The the a lot of the big guys too, the big guys and girls that are there, they're they're on the show, and that's very important for me because I want to show my audience that this is who I'm aligned with, this is who I have a relationship with. These are people that we work with, and they can generate you know generate revenues for you guys if you buy at their project and and show them the opportunity that way. So the purpose is just expansion. And getting in front of more and more people. And that's why we did the podcast and YouTube channel. I do I do wish that I started the podcast and YouTube channel a lot earlier because the algorithms and things like that, uh, they take longer to, to really push your channel uh, because it's so saturated now. But there's still opportunity. You bring in your own unique value proposition. And that's you really as a person. Why do some people want to work with me versus my brother or versus somebody else? It's really... Do they see, can they relate to me? Do they want to deal with my personality type and, and things like that? So you have to be able to now reach as many people as possible more than ever. If you stay local, it's going to be to your detriment if you stay local. Yeah, I love that idea. You know, a lot of people, that's that's a really great out of the box idea is getting, partnering with an, like an influencer or someone who has the large, maybe you're big on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be whoever has a large following, because if you can get them to 
include you, even if it has nothing to do with real estate, but you can somehow create some type of partnership there. It's going to get your Instagram handle or your TikTok handle out in front of a lot more viewers to get more followers, which will put your content in front of more people. And that's the really great thing about, you know, like you said, um, making it more than just localized because no matter, people kind of forget that you you don't have to just market to your area. You can get referrals. So if you find somebody who's, you know, looking to buy or sell, not in the area that you're necessarily licensed or an expert in, you can still collect referral fees and generate revenue off of that. So that's a really great idea is finding, you know, a partnership with someone who might have a ton of followers in another industry, but doing a, you know, collaboration. And, and it could be, you know, there's mortgage, there's title, there's home inspectors, there's, you know, all kinds of different things that you can then you can collaborate with that will give you brand awareness as well. So I really, really, really love that idea. Yeah. And I got a phone call yesterday off one of our radio ads that the person is looking for a certain property type near the Niagara Falls area. And that's about an hour and a half away from where we live and where we operate from. So I'm just going to refer that to a realtor that I know out there. And yeah, well, if there is a deal to be made, we're definitely going to get a piece of that. But you're also not leaving the client empty handed and, and they don't know, you know, now they have to call somebody else. Right. We're going to help them out, make sure they're in the right hands and, and they're getting the right care. And then who knows, they, they might now refer us something else down the road that, that we could actually directly assist with. Yeah. What would you say is your most popular either video that you've done or posts that you've done? So. I've had one of the most popular ones. I have a few of them, but real estate related. Um, the short videos are generating a lot of views now. And that's what YouTube and TikTok and all these uh, platforms want to promote and Instagram as well. So we have some really good ones. One recent one that just went on was a little bit of bickering between my brother and I. And he's choosing the variable rate mortgage and I'm choosing the fixed rate mortgage. And I'm talking about the value of your debt being an asset. And uh, when you're buying real estate and things like that. So he's not really the savvy investor that I am, but people enjoyed it and it did really well. Another one that did well was uh, we toured a very uh, mega luxurious home here and it was just over $10 million. And so that did really well. People wanted to see what it looks like. Um, yeah, those two, I would say, did well on the real estate side of things. Awesome. And that's a great idea too is... Um... You know, when you're out, even if you don't have a client, but you can go out and preview homes, that's one, how you can get more knowledgeable about real estate. But while you're there, if you do a quick video, like I'm showing this home at blah, 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 blah. Um, that is what people just want to see homes. Like that is what they want to see. It will get more engagement on your post or your videos, which will um, push you up in the algorithm and get, you know, more eyes on your, on your different social media. We had a great question from one of our agents, they wanted to know what is it that you say to get the attention of a real estate investor to get the listings on their development, whether it's condos, single family, townhomes, whatever it might be. So the, the thing that I tell them first and foremost is, yes, I'm a broker of record. I own my own brokerage, but number one, I started as a real estate investor. So I know exactly what you're looking to achieve here because those are typically in line with what I'm trying to achieve. So that's number one. We we can we can identify with each other because we both are real estate investors. And then number two is, what are you trying to actually achieve with this with this sale? What are you going to do with the money? What are you going to do here? And sometimes I know you guys might say that, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't agree with that. But sometimes I actually talk them out of listing their property. 
And the reason why we do that is because there might be, depending on their goal, there might be a better opportunity for them to go down a different path, which could be in the form of a mortgage refinance, equity takeout. Um, and so they can achieve that goal without letting go of the property. So it really just depends on what they're looking to do. So I would ask them exactly what their goal is or what their intention is with the proceeds from the sale or why do you want to sell this property? Um, the point is you want to know exactly what to to offer them as a solution, but also they're going to say, you're a realtor, you work off commission. Why are you saying that to me? And you kind of stand out as somebody who is not after the listing, but rather you're solution focused and uh, solution oriented. And they like that. They They want to make sure that they're hiring the best person for the job. So that's what I say. Number one, I identify with them as a real estate investor. And number two, what's your goal here? What are you trying to do? And then present them with the solution. Brian Tracy said it the best. And there's a book called The Psychology of Selling. I listen to the audio all the time and I have the book as well. The person who asks the question is in control. And a lot of the times, real estate agents, what we see here, our real estate agents are the ones taking the kind of the demands or the questions from the clients, which it, you should be obviously taking questions from them. but you're not the one that's going to be, I should say, told what to do. You're the one who's going to kind of guide them in the right direction. And so you need to be asking a series of relevant questions to that person in order for them to, you know, shock their brain and say, I got to answer it. I got to respond to this person and give them a proper answer. So they're focused in the, on the conversation and then they're applying to you. So you're guiding them to where you want them to actually go. Because if you are the expert, whether, whether the information is accessible on our phones, our laptops, our computers, clients still are not, you know, 100% immersing themselves in this content. We are the ones doing that every single day because it's our job, it's our career. And so you're the expert. So you need to guide them to where you want them to go. So asking a series of relevant questions is so important. Uh, and those questions are pretty much the same, but they may differ based on the context of that conversation you're having. Awesome. And the book was called The Psychology of the Seller, correct? The The, the Psychology of Selling by Brian of Tracy. Selling. Okay, yeah. got it. I'm typing in the chat for everyone. One of the best books you guys can read for 20 bucks, 30 bucks, and it changes the game. And it talks a lot about real estate queue and about your presentation. So do we have presentations here, listing presentations, buyer presentation? You got to have that. We have that. You got to use those. And, and a lot of people learn visually. I'm sure people here, uh, there's 32 people on the call. I'm sure some people learn better when they see visuals. And so that's the same thing that clients, uh, clients situation might be in. They learn better visually. So put something up on the big screen TV, put something up on a tablet in front of them or your laptop, just have that visual aid. We are very old school. We, we are millennials choice, but we're very old school. We have booklets, we have pamphlets, we have brochures. Every time somebody comes to the office, there's a bunch of material in front of them. Not to overwhelm them, but as a visual aid. Awesome. And as we wrap up here today, we're almost out of time, but I want to talk a little bit about, I know investing is really important. You know, one of the, the, the big things for our brokerage is teaching our agents how to have multiple streams of revenue, including passive income. And that happens a lot through investment properties. So, um, you know, a lot of people here are wanting to get into that. What do you recommend to the investor or buyer that's just starting out or they have one to two properties and they're looking to expand? How do they get started in that? In the words of Greg Cardone, 36 units minimum. <laughs> no, 
start with what you feel comfortable with. So I started with a, a pre-construction condo. I didn't need a mortgage right away. I didn't need to have the closing costs or the down payment right away, but I started with that because it was comfortable for me. Later on, I've added to my portfolio. I've bought land. I've bought multifamily. I've bought single family. I've bought townhomes. And it just depends on, you know, is it a good deal and and can I make money and make sense of it? So that, that happened more so in the last like three years, whereas my initial seven years, I just got in with so many developers that are large developers here. And I just kind of, you know, rolled with them. If they were launching a 20 uh, apartment building project, which is thousands of units, and I'm able to invest at the very beginning, there's an opportunity to make money there. So that's what I was doing and, and kind of encouraging my clients to do as well. So all to say, start with what you're comfortable with. Um, if you want to go through the hassle of joint ventureship and raising funds and doing a big deal, by all means, go ahead, but don't underestimate what it takes to make that happen. Uh, so start with what you're comfortable with. And remember, things can happen. So you have to plan for those things that, you know, you're not aware of that could happen. Furnace goes out, tenants leave, your unit is vacant. Uh, there could be a flood, there could be a storm, there could be something. So you need to plan for those things as well. And that means doing what's comfortable for you, getting invested into what's, you know, what's you're able, what you're able to handle at the very beginning. Yeah. Awesome. And lastly, just tell a little bit about you have a financial freedom club and talk a little bit about what that is and why that's so important to you. So I went to, when I went to university, I, I did that concurrently with teachers college here. Um, and so education is very important for us. Um, I did not like how salespeople would keep a lot of the information to themselves unless you call them, unless they like you, unless they have some sort of relationship with you, they, they're not going to give you the info. And then that's been a detriment to our industry because now you see uh, different kinds of platforms coming out that are disrupting the real estate industry. Now, I, I strongly believe you'll never replace people. You need that emotional uh, connection. You need It's an emotional transaction for, for many people. So you need that that person there guiding you and helping you. But if we're not coming off as the experts and educating our audience, then they're not going to work with us. And if if one way that we're claiming to be valuable is that we're holding the information, then you're not going to survive because there's there's technology coming out now to reveal as much of that information as possible. So why would you want to withhold it? In fact, I say to go the opposite extreme, give out so much information that people have no choice but to view you as the expert. And fast forward 11 years later, we do have a multi-million dollar business. We are earning uh, lots of money in terms of commissions, but that's because we've become so valuable. We're helping people. And then they're just swearing by us and becoming our cheerleaders and referring us to people that that they know. And that's how it's tra you know transpiring. My accountant sometimes looks at my financials and says, you don't have that many write-offs. How did you generate this income? And I said, just referrals. I'm, I'm very good at referrals. Uh, we do... Two things we do every single year. We do a barbecue in the summertime for all of our clients, whether they've done a transaction last year or five years ago. We we do a barbecue there. It's free to attend. And then in the wintertime, we do a Christmas gala. Same thing. So we're investing back into our, our clients and into our database. And don't, don't forget that we work so hard to generate new leads and pay for new leads when we have people that have done business with us that trust us and the cost of acquisition is so low for a referral that we need to be investing more into our database. But if you don't have that yet and you're just starting out, then the lead that you do get in your hands 
you need to deliver the best of the best information, service, and professionalism you can to stand out. Because nowadays when people are buying something, I don't know about you, I go to a restaurant, I go to a, a retail store, customer service and, and the product and stuff, I'm expecting that to be the best because I'm spending money. I'm not expecting to go there and someone is you know, not friendly or I'm not buying the best product. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting the best. So it's the same thing for you as maybe a one-person operation where you are the business and you need to be delivering that professionalism, that you know, information and solution-oriented um, services that, they're, that the clients are expecting when they're coming to you. Awesome. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for being with us today. Tell our listeners how they can find you. So you can find us on Instagram if you connect with me, Matthew Ablican, um, and or Millennials Choice. And we have a podcast YouTube channel, The Millennials Choice Show, where we talk a lot about real estate and finance and other topics. And soon you're going to see the online platform, Financial Freedom Club, be live. But that's going to be our online platform where people can go and, and become members and network with one another and, and you know learn more about real estate. So you can connect with me right on Instagram. I manage my own account. So I'll be happy to help you guys out, respond to you and connect with you guys. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show today. We appreciate you and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.